0: Hey everybody, welcome to Westside. If you're in here in Lenexa, you're watching online, or you're at the Speedway, we want to welcome you. Thank you so much for coming. My name is Troy, I'm one of the pastors here, and we're in the middle of this remix series. We're rethinking, we're redoing, we're re-strategizing what we're doing here as a church, what we're doing here in the community, and maybe even what God is doing in your own heart and your own mission with him. And we're hoping that this message here today is gonna inspire something in you. We got a couple of very special guests here. This is my buddy, Matt Adams. This is Derek Nunley, would you please give them a hand? These guys are heroes around West Side here, and you're going to get to know them quite a bit here in, during this service, but we just want to let you know that um, our passion here is to open up the eyes of your heart, to kind of open up that aperture to see how God would inspire you in your next steps and your journey with Him, and how what He might be calling you to, what He has shaped you for, and what He might do with you. matter of fact, we have an experience called Get Connected that is specifically designed for you to help you discover your unique design, your unique mission in the world, so if you you've never been to Get Connected, you've even been at West Side for 10 years, right? Sign up for Get Connected, bring a friend, bring, a, bring your teen, bring, a, bring your neighbor, bring your A2 group, and that is a great way to kind of discover some next steps that God would have for you. But these two guys here are heroes, and we're gonna talk about um, as we follow Jesus in the places in the world that, that were unexpected. You know, Jesus calls his disciples, and he sends them out, and they went to some uncomfortable places, some unexpected places. And as people who were disciples of Jesus, That means we're following him into the kind of places that he would go. So Matt here, my brother Matt, he is what's called our pastor of community impact, right? And Derek here is our pastor of local or a global impact, right? So what we want to do is kind of give them just a little bit of time here to tell you exactly what they do, what their area of influence is. Matt, what do you think?
1: Wow well uh, thanks Troy great to be here with you guys. So I lead a lot of what we do in the city think if you think about issues that uh, are at the heart of God, I think uh, homelessness, poverty, immigration, refugees, human trafficking, uh, racial reconciliation even when our churches come together like for the one experience um, I lead I help to lead that effort and we have 75 some churches joining us for one starting in two weeks. Wow. Awesome. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. 75 churches. That's in Kansas City. and, then, and Just I think, Kansas City. That's just Kansas City. I think we have 32 other cities in the, around the world doing Holy this, so. cow. So
0: thousands of people
1: are going to be tracking together in this one
0: program. As a matter of fact, if you haven't signed up for that yet, you need to make sure that you get into a one group here, whether you're at the Speedway, Lenexa, or online. Right here at Lenexa, you can go out into the Commons. At the Speedway, you can go out into the Commons and you can get signed up for what's called a one watching group, which for six weeks, we will all be tracking through the Gospels, and specifically through the Gospel of John, discovering the signs of Jesus' ministry and the miracles in Jesus' ministry. That's something you want to participate in. So that's available for you out there. And so Matt said you have a passion for that kind of thing, what's happening here in the city. And Derek, your global impact, what does that mean?
2: Well, um, Westside's entrusted me and my team into helping make a global impact around the world, and so we work with uh, partners around the globe we you may not know this but we've got roughly about um, 50 staff overseas that um, we work with and partner with to grow the kingdom
0: wow that's amazing yeah so all over the world here and what specifically what countries are we in
2: Um, we're in a region Southeast Asia we're in quite a few countries in that area Um, India South Africa we brought on a couple of new partners this this last year in Central America, and then also in, um, out of Kinshasa, Congo, DRC. so and uh, and did
0: you did you mention Central America? Yes. Yeah, Guatemala. Okay, so there's a lot of opportunities. Eric Westside has got influence in all these these places, and they're places that we don't normally talk a whole lot about. We don't normally get to spend time with you guys. So I just want you to know these are some really great guys. You need to get to know them. Okay, if you see them wandering around out in the commons, you know, hook arms with them, invite them to lunch. Matt, in particular, likes barbecue. Uh, so, you know, invite him out. To, is that right, Matt?
1: Who doesn't like barbecue?
0: Who, I know, right. I mean, you better. I mean, You're if you don't, no, you City. can't admit it in Kansas City. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and because Derek has been around the world so many times, he will literally eat anything. <laughs> Take him to any place you want, right? Sushi, almost, almost anything. Yeah. So, but as we talk about what it is to follow Jesus around the world and in our community into the kind of places that he would go, what what is the heart of Jesus burdened for? In Acts chapter 1, as Jesus is just getting ready to depart and send his church on mission with the gift of the Holy Spirit in the second chapter of Acts, he kind of lays it out. He gives us our marching orders right in the very first chapter of Acts. And he says this, starting in verse 6, he said, "'Then they gathered around him and asked him, "'Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel?' Jesus kind of gives us the marching orders. He lays it out for us. So, Matt, when Jesus says they're going to restore, they're going to fix
1: everything, right? When the disciples had a certain idea of what he was going to do, what, what was he talking about? You know, Jesus had this uh, idea of the kingdom that may be a little bit unique or different than what uh, what the disciples thought. I mean, they were living under Roman oppression. So when, when they said, hey, Jesus, when are you going to restore the kingdom? They may have thought, thinking, hey, Jesus, when are you going to kick the Romans out, you know, and put... You, you take over. You be our king. And, uh, and that, that's certainly a perspective, but I think they had it wrong, if that's what they were thinking. Mm-hmm. You and I may even think that way today. We think if we had a different politician in office that the problems would go away. Mm-hmm. But Jesus, when he talks about his kingdom, he's not talking about a political kingdom. He, he says real clearly that he's, t- he's talking about a, a kingdom where God reigns. Mm-hmm. And that means where God's rule is followed. And God's rule cares about things that, uh, like, like I mentioned before, if a family is homeless, God cares about that. If, if they're facing oppression, um, a victim of human trafficking, God cares about that. That's not okay. Yes. If it's a, a child who's experiencing trauma, God cares about that. God has a way he wants us to live and treat each other, and that's the kingdom of God. That's what God wants us to be in and live out in our city, and around the world. And so he talks about the, the Holy Spirit is going to come on you with power. And does that apply to us here in this room? It, yeah, absolutely. In fact, we can't do it apart from the Spirit's power, right? I love that phrase, that the verse, because it, it tells us that the Spirit will come upon us and we will receive power. Randy's talked about that quite a bit before. We live in the power of the Spirit. As long as we follow the Spirit and do what He, he leads us to do, his power goes with us. So our job's not to solve all those problems by the way. We can't actually fix all those things, mm-hmm. but through the power of the Spirit, as we're obedient to him, we can make a difference. So that should
0: be pretty comforting like if we're intimidated by what's going on around us and you kind of feel hopeless and powerless, there is some somebody's got your back.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah.
0: So Derek, if if you've been given the Holy Spirit's power right as a community of mm-hmm. Christ followers, what exactly are we called to do with it?
2: I think you're called to put uh, your faith into action mm-hmm. and uh, you've been given the Holy Spirit and it's, it's interesting in Acts 1 8 there um, it talks about serving together as a team or a group um, it says you and that, that you is not individual it's plural you will be given power and you will be my witnesses, and witnesses, obviously, is plural too. And a lot of times, I think when we read Scripture and read things, especially in Acts, when he's in this particular context, he's talking about, um, he's talking to a group, and so he's asking you as a group to serve. And I think that's one of the most important things that um, that we can be about. There's a lot of great benefits that come out of that. Your impact it grows exponentially by serving as a group. And so I think that's, that's one of the things that's in there. The other thing is um, it's being moved by prayer. And so when you've got the Holy Spirit, um, you want to be attentive to what that voice is telling you, what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do. Um, he'll tell you to do some things and lead you to do, not do other things. And each one of you is uniquely built. And he's got a unique mission for you. Mm-hmm. And, but listening to the Holy Spirit and how he's going to lead each one of you on whatever mission that's going to be is vital. Um, it's one of the West Side's values is we don't move without prayer. Mm-hmm. And so I think that uh, being in touch with the Holy Spirit is listening to his voice on what, what you get involved in. Mm-hmm. And it's based upon your makeup, your skill set, um, just how God's created you. So you might have an individual
0: skill set um, that God is helping you discover. You're kind of figuring out what you're good at, what your passions are, how all those things come together. But then we're a body of Christ, and all those things come together collectively as well. So if we're collectively kind of like pursuing God's mission in the world, right? With which we, we pray that that's what we're doing, You know, <laughs> we're putting a lot of effort in that direction, right. um, what, what is it you think we should be known for? Like, what characteristics? I, th-
2: I think one of the things that we need to be known for is showing God's love, you know. And that takes us knowing God's love, but showing God's love in tangible ways. And uh, we do that uh, locally in quite a few different ways. Matt's an expert in that area and has his um, thumb on that pulse. Globally, um, we work with uh, kids who have been trafficked. We work with... Um, people who are abused, people who are displaced. And so I think God's love being expressed in those areas um, is kind of what, what, what God's getting at. And that's what his heart is, is for the, the lost, the last, and the least. Yeah. And um, we have to kind of point our eyes outside of ourselves and out into the world of uh, what's out there. Yeah.
0: So if that's what we want to be known for, mm-hmm. what do we not want to be known for?
2: Being insular, I think, and being just about ourselves. Yeah. And, and going in, and also one of the things is that um, is common in sort of global missions is for us to oftentimes go in and think we know better than um, the local people who live in that community of how to do things. And um, that's one of the things that we've been learning over the years. We want to be people who raise up people, who give them dignity, mm-hmm. and um, don't go in and try to be the hero. And yeah. so that's one of the one of our values on our, on our global team is to do as much as we can to build up people and to, um, not that we have all the power, but to empower them in a way that um, makes sense in their context.
0: So we work kind of through pr- partnerships in that way.
2: We do. We, we, we heavily rely on partnerships. Mm-hmm. We know that we can't do it all. And there are certain organizations, just like there are certain people that have skill sets, that have um, perspectives, that have um, things that we don't have. And so we lock arms with those with those people and with those organizations so that um, we can make a broader impact.
0: That's great. man. So we uh, we partner with partners on the ground. We see God working through those partners and expanding the kingdom. I want to talk just for a second about South Africa. So we have a graphic we'd like to put up there for you guys to see, and you can kind of explain what these numbers mean.
2: Okay, so back in 2017, um, we started a church planning network there in South Africa. We've been there for probably since what, I think about 2005, 2006, working with vulnerable children. Um, and we'll go deep with those children, but we wanted to broaden our, our impact. Um, we felt like that's what God was leading us to do. And so we partnered with two other organizations right outside Port Elizabeth there to um, collaborate on what it would look like to um, plant churches and to continue to grow the gospel in the kingdom. And, um, over the last, uh, starting in 2017, so we've run three cycles of what we call just-in-time learning. We bring in about 20 um, people of peace or potential pastors, and we train them over an 18-month period. Um, embedded right on the front end of that is, beings, is reproduction. So we expect them not just to keep it to themselves, not just to be insular, but to actually... Um, be looking at how they're going to reproduce this not only in their community but you know once it reproduces in that community it oftentimes moves to the communities that surround that and so over the last uh, since 2017 the beginning of 2017 we've run three cycles so we have trained roughly 60 people which has um, contributed to almost 400 um, small and reproducing church plants um, throughout South Africa and there's kind of the maps you can we, we drill down all the way down to like the GPS location so Theoretically, we could get off the plane, hop in a car, drive out to wherever that location is, and um, visit with that uh, person apiece.
0: Wow, that's amazing!
2: So, it's 400
0: really cool. house churches in South Africa. Yeah. And that's
2: and, and that that only comes because of God's spirit and because of God's power. We were just being obedient um, and being humble and partnering with um, people who have, obviously, some other skill sets besides what we have. Wow,
0: that's powerful. So, Matt, I know uh, once upon a time, you were uh, like a pastor of life groups. We call them A2 groups here at Westside, and so I know you have a passion to see people in community loving each other and serving together. What does that look like as, as A2 groups for them to serve together in your area of influence?
1: Well, we like to get groups serving together because each individual in the group brings a different gift set or different talent. So your gift might be uh, hospitality. So maybe you help make a meal for a foster family, or you take down a frozen casserole to Avenue of Life so they can give it to a family who's in need. Um, you might you might um, be more better on a one on one basis as opposed to a group, and so you might maybe you mentor a child in one of our school partnerships. I mean, there's any number of ways to get involved, but what we found is that if, if any one of us looks at everything, we tend to be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. But if together we look at an issue, we, we can kind of piecemeal it and say, you know, I could do this part of it. Uh, I mean, gosh, even if you pray, if you feel like that's your strength, we need people to pray with our Absolutely. people who are serving. Yeah. I, I mentor a, f- a fourth grader uh, school nearby, and I have a, a prayer champion who's Praying with me about that child when I'm eating with them. And um, so, and for me. So, Uh, There's something for all of us.
0: Yeah. And so that, I mean, A2 groups can definitely do that together. They can find, they can, we're going to talk more about other kinds of opportunities that they can partner to do. But um, what a lot of people don't understand is Westside actually has partnerships across the city with other churches. Um, Specifically, we have a wonderful
1: partnership with Macedonia Baptist Church. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, for a number of years, uh, and Randy really kicked this off in a huge way by developing a friendship with Pastor John Brooks, back when... uh, you guys may remember George Floyd and the murder there and all that happened around our country and our city. Uh, those guys got together and said, you know, we need to address this as, as Christians and as church leaders. You know, what should our response be? And, and we really, together, we believe it's, there's a gospel response to racial tension and racial reconciliation. And so uh, we've worked with uh, Macedonia. We host, on an alternating basis, we host a monthly pastor's luncheon with them. Bringing black and white pastors together to for friendship, so there's greater dialogue around the issues and the gospel. Um, we work with a, a nonprofit that's new in the city, started by Dayton Moore, mm-hmm. uh, called Unite KC. And we've done things like we did a march down uh, in in Casey Mo uh, in I think June or July last year, yep. and had roughly a thousand people marching in unity, where we had asked white and black to march together and have a conversation along the. Right. along the route. So a lot, a lot of great things are happening. The Underground Railroad Performance of mm-hmm. the Kauffman is another one. Uh, we, we've done that together for, I guess, three years now.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of opportunities there just to kind of see what, how God is unifying his people all across Kansas City. And so those are the kinds of things that we can participate in as individuals, as A2 groups, and as a church. And so Derek, kind of back to you, same question. How can we meaningfully sort of participate in what God's doing in the uttermost parts of the world. Because, you know, the division of labor here is Matt has Kansas City and Derek has the rest of the planet. <laughs> you know, it's pretty broad shoulders, but, man, that's, that's rough. So uh, what does that look like for us over there?
2: Well, obviously we need a lot of prayer. Um, <laughs> ironically, we have um, one of the things that you can do, and we've got this updated on our website uh, just in the last week. Um, we have an updated prayer card that you can download um, right from their website that um, sh- tells you how you can pray for our different partners around the globe. Um, you can print it off, put it on your uh, refrigerator, look at it when you're going in to get your coffee in the morning, uh, pray for one of our partners, that would be really helpful. Um, we know that um, you know, we don't move without prayer and um, we just need our partners bathed in prayer. They're going through a lot of hard things overseas um, they're dealing with a lot of really tough situations, and it's our, we can't always be present with them. We can't be present with them for most of it. Um, but through prayer, the Holy Spirit can um, encourage them and be present with them. So um, praying, that's one of the things that, that we can do. Uh, probably one of the most important things we also um, have a sponsorship program. Westside's been involved in that for well over a decade. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of our own homegrown one. Um, so we have, it's called One Life, and um, we have, I think, about 54 um, young people that um, need sponsorship. So um, that's one of the things that you can do. You can stop by the booth outside by the cafe and sign up on an iPad, or you can hop right online to the uh, Global Impact page and go to the Serve tab, and we'll, it'll get you there. The other thing is you can... Um, go on a trip with us. And um, we were kind of, we were shut down for about a year and a half. We're opening back up this year. We're taking smaller teams. We're not taking as big teams as we were taking before, but um, we do have some openings for this year. And um, I'm expecting that to continue to grow as we um, sort of move out of the COVID season and as we move into even next year. So um, you can find all all of that online and uh, engage with us globally that way.
0: And so, Matt, we've we got partnerships with organizations all over the city. We, we've established we like to work with people who are on the ground in the communities yes. doing the work, and they're finding ways that we can meaningfully support them. Um, there's a great organization here in Kansas City called Avenue of Life. Can you tell us about our partnership with them?
1: Yeah, we actually helped to start Avenue of Life in, I think, 2015. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's been a fantastic partnership with multiple other churches. I think there's probably 50, 60 other churches involved with us as well as other nonprofits and even government agencies that are l- linking arms with us one of the things that happened uh, early on when i when i started doing this work was uh, we we learned from our local school district well kck public schools mm-hmm. that there were 1400 homeless children in the district 1400 homeless children in kck public schools that's i don't know if you, if you if you hear that and it doesn't prick your heart just a little bit you might need to check the go to the doctor get check checkup yeah. <laughs> Uh, because and that really bothered me it bothered all the partners we had and so we came together and said you know we should do something about this how could we help to reduce that or eliminate homelessness in the school district and so we formed that partnership um, with KCK public schools with the Department of Children and Families and multiple churches and nonprofits employment agencies etc and we started meeting with these families that the school district would refer to us in a, an effort called Impact KCK. And just to make a long story short, uh, we helped eliminate barriers to, homeless, to out, coming out of homelessness. And uh, as I said, we had 1,400 in 2015. Uh, I think four years later, we cut that number by more than half. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, what's really cool... I mean... That's pretty cool in itself, right? But what is really neat is we stay with the families. We have social workers who maintain contact, so we know how the kids are doing in school, uh, and if they have enough food on the table. I mean, these we don't just get them home and abandon them. We're with them. In fact, our pledge is to be with the kids through high school graduation and beyond. So uh, that's a pretty big goal, pretty exciting. You guys have been a huge part of that. You may not realize it, but just the one-bag food drive we did a couple weeks ago collected a box truck and two pickup trucks full of food, and that all went down to Avenue of Life, and we'll probably serve families there for the next month. Um, So that's pretty amazing. Yeah. So
0: our A2 groups then can be... They can they can participate in these kind of activities. They can wrap you know God's family around these families that are, that are in need here in Kansas City. Uh, caring for single moms, caring for foster and adoptive families. But I know you've got got some other partnerships that are really important between foster adoption and school partnerships. Would you just share a little bit about that with us?
1: Yeah, you guys know that Westside's had a heart for foster and adoption. I mean, uh, Jen Decker does a remarkable job in that area, uh, caring for those families and supporting them. I volunteered at our reconference just last week, and we had, I think, 400... Uh, fostered adoptive moms and dads here. And I, I had the honor to sit down and talk with some of them. These guys are heroes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, ta- they, they take in children who've had significant trauma in their life. And what happens when you invite someone in who's had trauma into your house? The trauma comes with them, right? Mm-hmm. So you deal with all kinds of stuff as a foster and adoptive mom. They're, they're remarkable people. So Westside, our A2 groups wrap around foster and adoptive families so that they're not doing it alone. And that could be really simple things like helping prepare a meal once a week or running kids to a doctor appointment or mm-hmm. helping to throw a birthday party for a kid who hasn't had one in a while. You know, there are just tons of ways to serve. And what I love about our A2 groups is that uh, the, the multiple gifting in our groups makes serving even more meaningful. We, yeah. become, we become extended family for these kids. Mm-hmm. And it's really, it's a beautiful thing. So I know we've established
0: that you've got Kansas City and Derek has the rest of the earth. Um, But in some ways, God has kind of brought the planet to Kansas City. Can you just talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah. I mean, just in KCK Public Schools, there are 63 languages spoken. Um, We have uh, just in the last few months, we've had refugee families coming from Afghanistan. Uh, We've got families from Central America here. So there are just tons of ways to get involved. One of our best partners there is Mission Adelante. They teach English as a second language, which is a pretty important thing for families coming in from other countries. Uh, But we we help develop leaders among students who are with those families. Uh, There are just tons of opportunities to get involved. I mean, we just had a a refugee family from Afghanistan, I mentioned, and They'd left Afghanistan, flew out of Kabul uh, with nothing. They couldn't go to the bank. Wow. They couldn't even carry mm-hmm. suitcases. They had nothing. And so uh, through our partnerships, we've helped them find an apartment. we furnished the apartment. We've found clothes, uh, helping the dad find a job, helping wow. the kids get engaged in school. So, lots of ways to get involved. That's so powerful. So, now I know we've
0: got something special coming up next Sunday to help all of you Westsiders here at the Speedway all around the world figure out how can you take a next step in engaging in this kind of mission. Derek, can you tell us about that, please?
2: Yeah. um, It's Explore Impact Lunch, and uh, it was on The Pulse, but uh, uh, we'll let you know a little bit more about that on The Pulse there, Um, but this is a time for you to be able to come in and meet with local partners, meet with some of our uh, global people, and look at maybe what your next step is. Um, It's, sometimes it's just taking a a step. It's not, you know, you're not gonna, we're not trying to take over the world. We're not trying to do anything really big and a lot, and sometimes, sometimes it's just whatever that next step is. Mm -hmm. And so um, we'll be at 1215 next Sunday. We'll be right next door, and uh, we'll be providing lunch. And it's a way for you to find out really what's going on um, sort of here locally and globally. And um, so we'd just love to have you there.
0: Yeah, that's so beautiful. So next Sunday at the Lenexa Campus 1215 in the South Sanctuary, mm-hmm. lunch is served. And you can come with your family, your A2 group, or just come as an individual, whether you're at the Speedway here at Lenexa, um, and you can come and explore all these different opportunities that these guys are talking about and kind of see maybe if God is prompting you to engage in something you've never done before. It's a really beautiful opportunity. I just want to thank you guys for everything that you do. And as, as a guy whose you know job is in discipleship, helping people discover their gifting and discover their mission in the world, uh, I, I have such a passion for what you are doing. And I tell you what, if you want to find a way to supercharge your own discipleship, your own growth in your relationship with God. Engage your A2 group. Engage your family. Go on a trip to Guatemala. Go and serve at Avenue of Life. Go and find ways to just get outside of our, we can get kind of myopic at times. Yeah. You know, our, our worlds can get very small. But I'm telling you, as, as having been around the world myself, it opens up your eyes to what God is doing so much uh so much further and so much more powerfully than you and I can even imagine, and to get your eyes on it with a friend or with your family is one of the most meaningful things you can do. So, one parting thing for both you guys, I just want to give you a little bit. I give you give your ninety-second soapbox, okay? Why do you do this? Why do you have a heart for this?
1: You know, I I surrendered to ministry, felt a call when I was fourteen, and for the first half of my ministry, I, I felt like my call was to serve the church and and to help people find Jesus. And I still think that's a huge part of what I do. But I remember a newspaper article. I was serving a church in Maryland, and we were trying to expand our building and ran into all kinds of problems with the county. And the executive did an interview regarding not just our church, but other churches wanting to expand. And he, he said something that really shook me. He said, these churches are leeches on our community. And I thought, wow. If, if that's his perspective on the church... And our impact in this community, we need to change it. Mm-hmm. We can't be just about our four walls, right? We have to affect our community as God would have it affected. Yeah. And so uh, that's why I do what I do. Wow. So, Derek, same question. I mean, you're, you've been with, in the regular workforce
0: for a long time. You still do that. You, like, you're really just part-time doing this, which is kind of hard to get my head around. <laughs> you handle the planet part-time. Um <laughs> But, uh, you know, given that it's obviously it's a big pull on your heart, why do you do this?
2: It kind of caught me by surprise. So actually, my wife did missions before we even got married. Um, And then when we got married, I was like, I I know you do that. And I'll go to Mexico or Canada on vacation, but I'm not really interested in going anywhere else. (laughs) And um, she was like, "Okay, okay." And um, it wasn't till probably, I don't know, probably 11 years later that um, I was invited to go Go on a trip somewhere. So I reluctantly went and um, I I had to go back a couple of times to kind of get an idea of what this was all about. But over time, as I took one step to the next step to the next step, God started to reveal to me sort of what His plan was and how He would use me to impact this world. And so um, the reason I do this is because He chose me and He's using the unique gifts that He's given me to further grow his kingdom. So that's why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. And I just encourage you, it's just, it's just whatever that next step is. And um, it's obedience in action. And Philippians 4.9, it talks about, um, it's, there's this verse that says, whatever you have heard or received or learned from me, put it into practice and the God of peace will be with you. And as you put your faith into practice, you get God yeah, and you get his blessing, and you get his peace. And um, sometimes that's what, it, what we need as we take that step, to take the next step, to take the next step, and to continue to become, um, I think, more effective disciples of Christ. Wow.
0: Yeah, Thank you so much for that. Would you guys thank them, please, for everything they do? And let's pray together. So, Father, we come to you right now, and we just ask that you open the eyes of our heart to see our neighborhoods the way you see them, to see our city the way you see it, our state and our country, and the uttermost parts of the earth, Lord, that you would birth an appropriate Jesus-honoring burden in all of our hearts, and give us a passion to discover that unique call, that unique design that you have built into all of us, that we surrender all of the all the false stuff of life and just to see that we can follow you and be empowered by your spirit to go places we never dreamt we would go, to serve people we never thought we would meet in ways we have never imagined. So right now, in the name of Jesus, I just pray you birth this movement in the hearts of your people here at Westside and beyond, that we would honor you. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for leading us. Thank you for blessing us. And we're gonna trust you with the consequences.
2: Amen. Amen.